Hello, I'm Laura Sogar. And I'm Matthew Broussard, and this is She Does Stand Up Too. Uh, some quick dates to plug. I'm going to be at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, May 7th and 8th. I'm going to be at Comedy Works South in Denver, May 13th through 15th. And Laura and I are both going to be at the Idaho Comedy Fest in Boise. That is May 20th through 22nd. You can get tickets at broussard.live. Woohoo! And I have Brooklyn Underground Comedy every Thursday and Sunday. And we will have our guest for this week, Shane Smith, on Brooklyn Underground Comedy on May 13th. It's looking like, so uh, unless he moves it, um, come through. Or just come through anyway. Come through anyway. Uh, Shane Smith's our guest today. He's, he's a good friend of mine. He's uh, a really, really funny guy. He's uh, a very memorable person, both visually. Just go ahead and look him up. Yeah, just, just Google a, a picture of him before you listen picture to this episode. Quick picture so you know. And uh, watch his special, Wizard Prison on Dry Bar. So uh, funny. He's just one of the most interesting people, one of the funniest comedians, one of the best storytellers. And we were thrilled to get him on, and you're going to really enjoy this episode. It's, yeah, what, it's are, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, so did you read the book that we power. told you to read for the episode? <laughs> we're literally, you know how we were just talking, basically yeah. doing that. It's, it's a podcast exclusively about Henry Kissinger. That's uh, <laughs> I know a thing or two about that motherfucker. <laughs> I'll just be very quiet. <laughs> you, you know what I want to do one day? Just invite a comic over, like get a book, like a bigger comic than me, and have him come over and do the bit on Seinfeld where there's no, they're doing a TV show, but like. Like, there's no recording. There's no anything. Like, yeah, podcast with me. But then you just talk with him. And he's like, so we're going to start? And you're like, that was great, bud. And you just send him off. Just let him go back into the wild. He's like, what the fuck happened? The whole place is bugged? Just or? secretly record it so that he doesn't know. And then he'll be like, are you, what? Are we doing a thing? Your list is like, that was really raw. That was really, really just listed names of other comics. They just talk shit for an hour. Oh, no, the, the point of this is just to like, Asked comics. Basically, it started when I started doing stand up and had him as a backdrop for all of the nonsense. Mike's to actively sabotage her ambitions. Exactly. Yes. To be like, stop doing it. You're a woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, anyway, so we've been able to. At first, we like did a bunch with just us, and now we're interviewing other comics who we're like, they have interesting stories and want to kind of hear the, the path. Open mic days. We like open oh, mic okay. stories. Mostly yeah, yeah. focused on the open mic days because yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Those first couple of years. Definitely. You know? It's been a while since I've done an open mic, but I remember. <laughs> Do you, would you? Are you against doing them? No. No? You would if you felt like making the trek? Uh, yeah. Um... <sighs> I don't know if I would like purposefully go out to one. I would mm. go watch one, but I wouldn't. We were, yeah, yeah, we were talking yeah. about how fun they are to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because I've like, at first, when I first moved here, I was like, oh, I don't sleep with comics. I'll never date comics. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in New York and I want to have sex and I hate everybody. So if a comic wants to sleep with me and I like them, I will do it. Right. So now I'm like, oh, yeah, I could end up at an open mic. That could happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like they would invite you. You know, I've had. I could like, end up in an open micer. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> girls have like invited me out. Uh, and I was like, oh, this isn't a show. This is an open mic. So have you dated other comedians? Uh, I've dated. Uh, I've like tried to date seriously only one other comedian. I think we know who that is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Corinne. It's Corinne Fisher. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> we're allowed to say that. She's fine. Yeah, you have a podcast She's together. Great. Yeah, yeah. Out. yeah. We became uh, the best of friends afterwards. So that's really cool. That's a great well, story. I'm still hoping for it to work out for you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I know her boy. Her boyfriend now is so cool and like. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And nice. I hung out with him the other night, and I was like. 
what is going on here? This is too cordial. Everyone's too cool. Everyone's too nice. Everyone's too secure. Yeah. I gotta throw a wrench into this. <laughs> remember how angry you so got? Healthy. Remember how angry you got when you caught me texting my ex? Imagine if I went to go podcast oh, with my I ex. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I'm going to go podcast my ex. Like, Audio or video? Oh, it's a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Great video. Two cameras and a wide shot. That's an in-studio. Producer, yeah. <laughs> we got to get I would shut that, the photo. shut that down so fast. Are you insane? <laughs> like, no, you're not. Okay. Your ex does a podcast. Different story. <laughs> what? Is, it is he a comic? comic? Not no. a comic at all. Oh, he's just a guy he's podcasting. An wow, yeah. the worst possible thing that could happen. We, yeah. I was with, just with like his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so they, he, he had a podcast with his girlfriend, and we we learned about it after we started ours. But they were first to it. We were like, it just looks like I copied my. <laughs> nice, nice. You guys, this is interesting. It's a, it's a good format. You so. guys should do Patreon where you listen to and roast their episodes. <laughs> Mystery science theater. Yes. There. Yes. Just evilly. <laughs> He would say that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think my ex has a podcast as far as I'm Not yet. She Not will. Yet. I'm going to message. What's her name? <laughs> What's going on with her? <laughs> would she like to have a podcast? That's Patreon content. Name, <laughs> yeah. Our ex is on the yeah, Patreon. Uh, that's what, Okay, so you've dated, yeah, dated one comedian. I, I've, I I mean, that's the whole thing with us is I, I really never dated comedians, and yeah. then she became one. Uh-huh. After <laughs> that, yeah, fucking psych. I, gotcha. I, I like. I specifically dated non-comedians. I found that like just the the better thing to do. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, then this happened. So dang, yeah. that's so crazy. But it's it's great. It's really wonderful. I He's can't imagine how how I would. It's handle great. That. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because she's she was understanding before of you know having to cancel dates uh, like a date for a show yeah, or yeah. having to just go on the road last second and cancel a vacation. Because she had his, you know, the swimming background, but now she's even more understanding. Or she's going to cancel on me because she gets the spot. So there's very much oh. the, the prioritization of hasn't comedy. hasn't happened we yet, but both. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I have a spot, Matthew. I cannot come to. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, that's. I, I here's my thing. I would. I'm supportive of anyone I date. Like literally anything they want to do. I'm like hyper supportive, mm-hmm. but I can't date someone who's not funny and so you yeah. can be funny and not be a stand-up right mm-hmm. right which is non-negotiable if i date someone they have to be funny they have yeah. to be my disclaimer what do i say i say like you have to be fun to stand in line with oh yeah 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 so if you're not fun to stand in line with like i can't date you so which is yeah. why i haven't been on a first date in like two years but well that's a lot for of you yeah. you're I, just go stand in line yeah, yeah i just fucking I'd, date <laughs> well i'd rather die alone than compromise 100 <laughs> percent. i'm like a non isn't that tattooed somewhere on your body <laughs> die alone or, it was be. he covered it on his left it arm. should be i would i would so if i was with someone and they started stand up and they were bad not just open mic bad, but like clearly Lacking. didn't yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah, I would break up with them. Yeah, and then I, I kind of get it. They would. I, I don't know that I would tell them, but they would figure it out. I'm, oh, they would know. I'm certain if things went <laughs> By the other you roasting way. Roasting them on YouTube. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm certain if things went the other way. She wouldn't have put up with me in my first year of comedy. The jokes I was telling. But. No, well that's tough because I have very low bullshit for like like anything misogynistic. Mm. Not that you're. J- I don't that know what w- your jokes oh, I was. were. I'm sure. I'm sure. I was every like, ism. You know, it's 
when you're figuring out what's funny, you're you're learning. Yeah, you're you also young. A young dude is. I was terrible. 23. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Ugh. shit. Terrible. Yeah. The worst age for a man. Yes. Really. Tw- I would say it 22, really... but 23. Yeah. No. Uh, they're, you're, you're... they're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Women are also pretty awful at that Absolutely. age. Absolutely. I'm not reasons. arguing with that either. It's. I think it's the worst age for humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that especially if you're a guy like from ages 16 to 25 are pretty undiscernible from each other. Yes. There's <laughs> almost no growth. Then you turn 25 <laughs> and there's like a, a world of growth for no reason depending yeah. and you're just like what was you're that still about at your apartment and you're like oh. i feel things others <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally like hmm, interesting and then back in the day that's like when people died so yeah <laughs> men were just mostly the worst how old were you when you started i started comedy five days before i turned 28 wow laura when did i start i don't remember exactly that i think right no. after your 28th birthday it was, it was a June? When was the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, it was something like, you I think I was 28. And I think you were I born was in 98. Yeah. 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 She's worried about starting late because, you know. No, it's the best. You, women die at 35. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah, true. true. Yeah. When th- there's like dog years and then a woman's 30 is like a man's 60. So yeah. it's really it's tough. True. She's good skin I just turned 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it's you fine. go. Had a breakdown like all week and then I got very hungover yesterday and I was like, oh, I can still do this. <laughs> I literally thought you were like 24. Thank God. Yeah. And so. I'm like, 23 year olds are the worst. I hand him cash. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Nice. Nice. Killed dude. it. Nice. Killed it. Killed it. Um, <laughs> and you're what, 34 now? Yeah. Yeah. Six years in. That's, in, that's incredible. Um, and you started in Salt Lake? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I started in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys. And I had like a big up because I've done music my whole life. Got it. You know, so. And then, of course, I'm like not. I've done like a lot of risky behavior in, in stuff. So I just stand up was like not scary to me. Yeah. I guess at a certain point, we're like, I'm not going to get shot. So Yeah, no, totally. So I was just like, oh, I don't care. And then um, I was nervous. I, I definitely yeah, I had stage fright. But I wasn't scared in a lot of the other ways comics are that kind of stop them or, like, roadblock them. Right. So I was, like, willing to do the thing despite the stage fright. And then I got over stage fright uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I actually – I got over stage fright in, like, the lamest possible way. I was reading, like, the f- – you know Tim Ferriss, like the four-hour yes. work yeah. week, like like bro science dudes who are like, you if you just lay down in public, like embarrass yourself, and then you'll stop being embarrassed. And I was like, yo, fuck it, I have no other options. This seems yeah. like what I should do. So I'm just like being an idiot on purpose to like <laughs> social embarrass skydiving. Me. Yes, yeah. literally, I was doing stupid shit, and I was married at the time, so she real she didn't like that. <laughs> and uh <laughs> so I'm just like just doing get out of the the grocery store floor. Like, yeah, yeah. No, literally I was just doing stupid stuff all the time and but I got over like it. What? It Dude, I, I think I Farting did Farting on planes. I did lay down once like in a place to just to <laughs> I mean I do stuff to like I do like to embarrass my friends and family. So I will do idiotic stuff all the time around like, them so like embarrassed by association yeah or? yeah 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 like my mom especially or my brother like i'll just like take a handful of ramen from the food and like put it in my hat and put it on my head while people are watching <laughs> just so that my, my, my mom's like you're so stupid you know that kind of thing um but like yeah just idiotic stuff like that but now uh i look back and i'm like it's, just, it's i guess it's not that bad and there's like tiktok trends about that kind of stuff right like the hall, yeah. Have you seen this? No. Oh, it's when you like if you if you are in public and you just loudly go, oh yeah, and oh, we then do other that people all... answer back to uh. you. 
you know, like randomly. So like uh, when I'm with my brother at Walmart, I'll just yell it out very loudly, and then you'll hear strangers say it back <laughs> into the ether. Wait, that's a delight. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a PG penis game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very fun. So can you give us? I know it's a, it's a lot to ask for, but your your origin story is. Uh, I would say different than our other guests. Can you tell us about the town you grew up in? Oh, yeah. Why it might be different than the town (laughs) I grew up in? (laughs) So I grew up in this tiny, well, I grew up in this area called Millard County, but I grew up in this tiny town uh, outside of Fillmore. Fillmore is like the hub town. Yeah, we all know Fillmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So (laughs) I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Utah. And so in like the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, people don't understand that you don't live in like one place. Like everyone lives like scattered around like, I want to say like, 150 200 mile radius right and then there's like a hub town where like the the half a hospital you have <laughs> and the the school and like a grocery store is yeah and so and then everyone like converges there to do things and some people live in that town but and so i grew up in this place where it was just like lawless do whatever you want type situation like you know bring a gun to school mm-hmm. for show and tell <laughs> uh, everyone drove even without a license like i didn't get my license till i was 26 years old because why would you need to get it wow you, you know drive to school when you were 13 you yeah 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 like yeah. drive to school it doesn't matter anytime you know there's just like no there's no rules in a place that small there's no need for them and are there Mormons in these communities? Or this? They're all Mormon. They're all Mormon. Yeah, wow. yeah. All Mormon. And so, uh, th- like, without exception. I mean, there's a cup. There was one, like, little Baptist church that was it run out of a trailer. And they would get into a van and uh, pick up all the people, all, all the kids, like, one on Sunday and then drive them to the church to do church. I remember because my stepfather was Baptist and they made us go sometimes. Were they... Get in the van, get in the church van. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like... Did they face animosity for... No, are they the Jews of Utah? (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, honestly, Mormons are pretty chill. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't care. I mean, I face anti-Semitism, but not like, uh, not often like vitriolic anti-Semitism. Not until I got older, you know. That and I was like interacting with people who like, you know, were insane adults. And this is just for having a small portion of DNA or some some like. Yeah, well, you, me and my brothers were like proud of our Jewishness. Oh, we, like, we oh, you played knew. it up. Okay. We played it up for sure. Uh, who was Jewish, or did you? Me and my brother, me and my half brother, via uh, a parent? our mother, yeah, Your mother, okay. our mother, and then our other step, uh, his two half brothers, my two step brothers. Because I grew up with three brothers in the same room, house, bed situation. Uh, they were, you know, just fucking uh, dirt Irish people. So <laughs> half Italian, half Irish. Irish or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So they're just the worst combo, just hairy and smelly and always coming everywhere or whatever. <laughs> That's my brothers. Yeah, they're nasty. Small penis, huge balls. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're two-tone penises like Italians have. What is with that? Why even Neapolitan dick, bro? <laughs> Have you ever seen those it's online? A, it's, it's a it's a color swatch. <laughs> it really is like the it's bottom. The bottom is dark and the top is light. It's like how is that possible? Mm. You have God's one color. Is what they yeah, call it. I have one so, color penis, dude. I'm not gonna comment on this. <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, oh. my experience. <laughs> no, uh, he's like, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a two tone vagina. That's what I want to see. Sorry, That's I don't real, know. That's real equality. That's when <laughs> yeah, we'll have yeah. it. What if the you know the top was one thing and the I don't know I was thinking happen. more of a left to side right side to thing. side yeah left yeah. to right oh wow you guys yeah. really on the same page Access of together. symmetry 
rotated <laughs> by 90 degrees. Pick your favorite. Um, w- uh, w- was there crime in this town? Was there drugs? So there's n- there's no real crime, but there is crime moves around the town. So the town itself doesn't have a lot it's of that crime. that church van. Yeah, so like no one no one locks their doors in town. Mm-hmm. There's no like petty crime, but there it's a small town and there's like a motorcycle club in town. And so um and you know they it's like on a highway. So if you're going to like have a hub where people can hide, people can bring people to murder, dog fighting happens, mm-hmm. illegal boxing happens, like so there's lots of crime but not in the way that people imagine crime you know Mm -hmm. it's not like when people imagine crime they often imagine like an unsafe city like don't walk down this block a guy will get you but like that's not the case at all in this place like you can do anything you want anywhere literally never locked my door my whole life Mm -hmm. never locked a car door never worried about it like that was uh, i had to like build that skill after i moved I remember I I would like yeah I left and people were like yeah you gotta lock the door and I was like oh that's right fuck people will steal here no You're, one steals where I'm from but they bring all the the murderers go there to just kind of like <laughs> it's like vacation for them they're I yeah. didn't lock my doors very up for very different reasons yeah. <laughs> so this is like the field they leave the bodies in yeah yeah so so like my uh th- so. Yeah, if you're going to do crime out here, it's, like, more specific. It's just lawless, so that's just, like, the place you go to, like, do stuff. It's like the what's, – what's the island? What's the – not Swiss bank accounts. Cayman Island type, like, yeah, tax yeah. sanctuary. Totally, and there's yeah. places like that all over. There's places like that in Wyoming. There's places like that in Montana, Utah. Like, motorcycle club culture and crime culture in the West is different than it is out here. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, mafia. Those guys don't get to go out there because they'll, you know, the other guys exist. And they, you know, they'll they'll take you to, to the middle of nowhere and, and bury you alive or whatever they <laughs> do, you know. So it's like Breaking Bad shit. Yeah, no, totally. And so I just grew up around like so the crime I did see growing up was whatever my stepdad was up to, which was like horrific and stuff that you don't even want to talk about on a podcast. And then <laughs> and then like the lesser stuff like seeing dog fighting all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, so how did you enjoy growing up there? Uh, I mean, did you know better? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I loved. You left eventually. A so. lot of the small town stuff is really cool. Like I really enjoyed uh, small town living, and I miss it still. And like one of my big plans is to one day have enough money to have a ranch, and mm-hmm. have like kind of a co-op and a, a big place where like anyone who I know that needs to stay somewhere can come live, and it's in the middle of nowhere, and we have chickens and i can shoot guns mm-hmm. and we can ride motorcycles and do anything yeah. we want one day you can have the 400 dollars necessary to yeah do that yeah, in yeah. Utah. <laughs> exactly so i want to own property one day and go out and like split my time between small town zero living and here but um so i love that part of it but i mean then i did have like a rough childhood you know me and my brothers were like uh, abused and it was like mm-hmm. full of violence and yeah. you know I saw a lot of it saw and had to do a lot of horrific things <laughs> you know there's a lot of people who you know uh did, even like just small things that I didn't think were horrific but I thought were normal have turned out to be terrible like I uh when we used to have like loose teeth or whatever uh oh yeah God. my stepfather used to pull our teeth out with pliers what? And he would, like, do it as a punishment. And so ah. I thought that was, like, if you have a loose tooth or your teeth are messed up, that, like, yeah, of course your parents would just take care of it. And someone was like, no, dentists do that. 
dentist, or you can just like let it come out. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, you just wait. So dentist, who's who you see when you've done something bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never saw. I didn't see a dentist until I was eighteen years old. Damn. Yeah, and, and I never I didn't see an eye doctor until I was like twenty four. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Did you I know? need glasses, so <laughs> yeah, I needed them. <laughs> Did you know there was a bigger world out there? Were you? I was very shocked? aware. Okay. So I, um, I guess TV, yeah, yeah and internet. So yeah, a lot of people don't understand the way like weird small towns work. Is that it's like it's more like almost cyberpunk or dystopian. Yeah, it's not Amish. So like I had well water. We had to heat our trailer with a fucking oven. Like I chopped wood for most of my childhood. Like that was one of my big jobs we did. But like homeschooling, right? Yeah, yeah. But my stepdad also like brought home a computer early in my life and like just hooked it up to the landline and was like, We have fucking the internet and a computer and like they didn't care, didn't know what it was doing, you know? And then I remember he brought home like a Super Nintendo and stuff too. Cool. And so like me and my brothers had our little like we had our room with our like queen size bed we all slept on. And then we had, like, a TV in the corner and the computer, and, like, one of us was always playing one or the other. Right. And so, like, we had technology. So we were aware of, like, oh, porn exists. Like, <laughs> and we, we all got way into metal and punk rock. We were way into punk rock when we were mm-hmm. kids. So we were, like, kind of attached to the outside world, but we were also still, like, making tapes on the radio. I don't know if you guys oh, remember yeah. making tapes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Recording yeah, cassette. The yeah. You yeah, have yeah. To, oh, it's about to turn on. You'd miss the first three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Burning CDs uh-huh. and like, Burning and then CDs. also just like fashion was way behind. So we were just sure. like, we, if you would go to the city, we would be like, Oh fuck. Like we're way behind on like what is cool and what isn't cool. And so it was like a mix of that's true. Cause that's true. Even of like, Indianapolis yeah. versus Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we were like kind of up to date on certain things, but like missing other things. Like in our very niche cultures, we were right there. Mm-hmm. Like I knew all the best bands, the best hardcore bands, right. but I also didn't know like, you know, what people were up to or into. Like we had a movie theater that played one movie for a month at a time and no rated R movies allowed uh, like this kind of thing. So I just like, you know, I didn't know. Titanic I so must have been wild. Dude. Titties. Oh my God. PG-13. They, they did play Titanic and we saw the titties and it was a, a formative <laughs> moment for me. I specifically remember my mom putting her hand over my eyes terribly. No, mm-hmm. no good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking right <laughs> like, through the now fingers. Now I weirdly am touching my mom while I see titties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I hate that. Mom, get off me. What the I hell, dude? I thought about it like that. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Bring that to the therapist. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want to feel your hand right now, <laughs> yeah, mother. Brutal, but so when women yeah. try to choke you during sex, you lift their hand a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, put it on, smoosh my face. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Give me an eye patch. Call me Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, PG 13 movies. Yeah, that, so yeah, and that's uh, so it was weird. It was just a weird childhood, and uh, I think that a lot of people relate, but people who don't relate really don't get it. Yeah, it's Guilty. so hard to imagine just like. A place that's, like, in the future, but also, like, very much in the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. And a place where, like, you know, no people way. are kind, but there's also lots of racism. And, like, there's – it's no du- – there's no duality That I there. understand. I'm from the South. So. Oh, yeah. True, true. Yeah, there's <laughs> no – sweet as can be. <laughs> there's no duality. It's all, yeah. like, shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just a weird, like, I uh, – So it's a choice. 
It's a choice. They know what the world is. They know what it offers, but they, they like that. They choose it. One yeah. million percent. They choo- And the big thing is that they're choosing freedom over – they're choosing a, a version of freedom that is like uh, uh, you, you can't recreate anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, that's Wallace. also yeah, – But not, not in such a negative sense of the term. But Not yeah. scalable. Like you can't bring that to a city, that kind of attitude. No, 100% you can't. I mean, and it is very like individualistic. Like you take care of yourself. Like yeah. if you have a problem, you handle it. Right. Like if someone's outside of your house, you don't call the cops. You call your neighbor. Mm. You know? Yeah. Hey, I've got my gun. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's out here. You come over and surprise them. You know, if you need help, you don't call the hospital, depending. You call the lady you know who's a nurse. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. So yeah. it's very it's very different from, Community. you know. Yeah. Good and in. so it, it's uh, it's just a whole different world out there. Does your family still live there? No. Okay. No. My, so left. my stepfather was eventually caught murdering someone. And then he went to jail for like a little less than a year because, of course, you know, the sheriff knew knows what's going on. He's you know, in on it. You can't just, you can't just have like a guy, you know, you can't just be moving like uh, millions of dollars worth of meth and stuff through a town and be dog fighting and, and murdering people and whatever and all these other things without the police, you know, in a small town knowing, can we get some money? (laughs) That's the other downside of a small town It's very Hills have eyes. Like if you mess up, it's like over for you. If you socially mess up and the whole town, like you're just gone, you could just go. What do you mean by socially? Like if so, if the I mean if it's kind of like Omerta, you know, if you if you live in a small town and people don't like you, and someone sh- you know kills you or whatever, like who's gonna tell on you? Who's gonna come save you? Right. Who's gonna if hold, everyone's turned around? Who's gonna hold someone accountable? Right. Like I mean, it's hard to get people held accountable here in a city. Imagine yeah. a place where no one will find you for months right or rules. like yeah rules without enforcement mean yeah that, yeah so like if you so your dad had to really get caught red-handed oh yeah he beat a guy to death with his hands Oof. in front of a bunch of people they were like yeah yeah, dude, yeah he not. wasn't he wasn't murdering like work style he was murdering like out of just i don't know what he was doing i he got into a fight and he just he just beat him to death with his hands wow and so he went to jail for a little while and then my mom was like oh yeah i, I shouldn't be with him anymore and then um we moved for a bit and then we she ended up getting back with him you know <laughs> that it like you do and it was a whole thing and, and anyway we did eventually move and then um me and my brother like we moved to salt lake city together okay yeah yeah so i ended Big up city yeah i ended up getting like custody of my brother when he was 16 right before he turned 16 and you're how much older than him? I am like four years older than him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then we went to Salt Lake together, and then um, we tried to like do regular life, but we weren't good at it. So we were like, we should start stealing and robbing <laughs> and doing Did and making money. Tattoos? Yeah. Oh yeah, I had face tattoos uh-huh. at like, uh, I think eighteen, right before I turned nineteen. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that we, was part of the punk rock, like. Kind thing of. That you liked. It was a mix between like the culture of of being of wanting to be perceived as tough and like a, a culture of like tattoos and right. and also being adjacent to punk rock and motorcycle clubs and all this kind of stuff and just wanting people to like respect you you know yeah tattoos are a good marker of that especially in that like culture so um and then you know you tattoo uh your affiliations on you so people know <laughs> like what's a membership up. card <laughs> yeah 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 that's how you do it so there's and there's different 
different things you can get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Whole> <laughs> I don't even have to scan my card anymore. Yeah. They, Trader Joe's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She belongs line. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Apple store. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you do, you know, you do that. And then, uh, the next thing you know, you're like covered, but I also like tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like cool. a double thing. Cause a lot of people who get tattoos for like the, the prison reasons or for like gang reasons or cultural reasons, like being poor or whatever. Being a national champion, a national collegiate champion. Yeah. yeah. They get like one or two, you know, yeah. they get a couple. So I could have gotten away with just like a couple on my arms, one on my neck or, or whatever I was planning on doing, but I love tattoos. So I went, I was just like, no, I want to be, I want to be one of the guys that's covered. So, so you get to Salt Lake city and you have to resort to, to crime pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you like the city? How did, did you were you there by because you had to be or was it was it was it like an an upgrade for you? So we always wanted to come to New York, like New so York big city was dreams. Just, yeah, we had big city dreams. We we Why loved the Yankees and oh, okay. yeah. So like when I was a kid, when I played baseball, they like sort out the children by like giving them teams. And then your team mirrors like a pro team, and ours was always the Yankees. We were always obsessed with New York. New York is the place where you do, uh, you know, punk rock and hardcore is happening. It's like the hub of culture. There's like women. Also, we're Jewish, so we're like, yeah, New York's the place. Like, there's, and we were always like really annoyed. You dressed like a Hasid. Yeah. So, but we were always really annoyed with the idea of like the John Stewart Jew. You know, and we we always loved like reading about like communist Jews, like like tough guy Israelis. Uh, like we were like, yeah, what about poor? Because Jews are poor. We're from the ghetto. Right. And I was just like, where are the Jews like me that farm that like fucking fight that don't take shit that kill Nazis? You know, like I wanted that so, eat gluten. Yeah. I was like, dude, so I want that. I thought that's where New York. That's where that would be. So and, and what'd you find? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't not a lot of those guys, but there are, I mean, you know, there are a lot more like rugged type that's of true. Yeah. Jewish people than you would think. Well, there are Jewish people in the first place. I and, eventually you know. went to Israel and I was like, Oh, here they yeah. are. Here yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. Those are free range Jews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> American Jews feel the angst that Israeli Jews should feel. Yeah. It's like they're, 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 they're swapped. Yeah. 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 That's it's funny. Very funny. So, uh, I, uh, but yeah, I was, so we went to Salt Lake and it was great. I love Salt Lake. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. Yeah. So we hung out and we did uh, a bunch of crime and then eventually knocked that off. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, good. Yeah, we why went. just because you're like, yeah, I'm done with it. <laughs> no, Bored. it was well, we were like getting we were getting to a point where uh, like you know if you're in long enough and you get old enough and you start to do like more you know we we had like become our stepfather at this point you know oh. and so we were. We were seeing people get real hurt, you know, friends get hurt. We were, you know, my brother, you know, getting arrested, you know, having uh, it was traumatic. You know, it's violent. It's a violent life. And so we were just like, oh, this isn't sustainable. My brother especially is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. My brother especially was like very aware. He's always been like way more empathetic than me. I remember once like uh, we had like a. We're in the trailer park, and we went to throw away the wrappers from our our Christmas or whatever. And, like, of course, we live in a trailer park, and we're poor as shit. And we had, like, no presents. But the family next to us, like, this uh, this immigrant family, these, like, migrant workers, they – the girl was, like, throwing away her wrapping paper, and there was, like, way less than us. And my brother was just, like – like, weeping over it. And then later, like, went and, like, gave her a bunch of his stuff. 
And I was just like, oh, that's so stupid. Why would you do that? That's your stuff, you know? <laughs> but now like, you have less was stuff. Was it his stuff or was it stolen from? No, it was his stuff because okay. we were like kids at this time. But yeah, oh, so yeah, okay, we were so younger. Earlier. So yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, and it, it definitely we didn't get that stuff. Our family didn't get that stuff by good means, sure. I'm sure. But um, so he's always been like the better person than me. So him and I like kind of powwowed it out. And he was like, we got to get out. And we like figured it out. How'd so. you make money when you st- when you moved away from crime? I started working with kids uh, that that have autism and Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It feels so boring. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he was like, we did horrible things to people, and I really regret it. I'm like, I hope they don't find my old tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's one thing I really love about. I have like no photos of me yeah. because like you don't you don't take photos of yourself in that time of your life. Like if you do the things I was doing for work. Like, yeah, don't take photos, right. you know, don't post like, so I was online, I was on like Facebook and stuff, but not really. And so I, and then I didn't tweet ever because right. why would you, I'm not letting people, I don't, I don't you need people to, to know you. where I am or what I'm up to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I need, but so I, I don't have a backlog of weird stuff I was saying when I was in my twenties. Which is really great. Just crime logs, yeah. Just crime. I mean, like, yeah, I have like, yeah, and actual. Weirdly, stuff. weirdly, you're not gonna get canceled for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It must, it must That's make so you very strange. Fearless, you're like, <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. Thank God I didn't post a racist tweet, but like all this crime I did, totally fine. No, I. So I used to not talk about it in my stand-up because I was like legitimately afraid of getting canceled. Sure. And so I, I was sure. Like, I was like, and I also didn't like understand how people were gonna view it, and I didn't want to bum my brother out or my mom and my family or whatever. And then as I started to do comedy and got way more into it, I was like, it became way more autobiographical. Sure. And now I just openly talk about it on podcasts and stuff. Whereas for the first like five years, I did not. Mm-hmm. And I, it was because I realized like, oh, I, I'm not gonna, you can't, I was seeing like Joey Diaz who like I ended up befriending and stuff and he's doing bits about kidnapping people and shit. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm doing shit like this. Or I was. And so I was like, oh, if you just own it, they're not going to, no one cares if you hurt a man. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. You, you could do any. I could like, yeah, uh, I was in a, a culture of like murder and like hurting people and doing all this stuff. And, like, and everyone's like, as coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, as long as you didn't touch anyone inappropriately yeah. in a sexual way, oh my God. go off, King. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. You know, that also hurts when you do that. too, right? <laughs> So, yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. I think also if you just own it. And, yeah. and like demonstrate change. That's a thing that yeah. a lot of people get canceled. Just make zero effort. They they focus on apologizing and not demonstrating change. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> so you're like, Where you it's like you're do still that. shitty though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's tough. But it must uh, make you fearless though. I'm sure that has to help your stand up. Yeah, it does a lot. And I'm surprised how many people are into hearing stories about it. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating. All day, yeah. So fast. So wait. So did you start stand up in Salt Lake then, or? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started st- uh, stand up when I was like, uh, I had gotten married, and I kind of was like, what do I want to? I I got my life turned around when I was like 26. Nice. And then I met the girl. The f- I was like, I should get in a serious relationship. So the first ever serious girlfriend I ever had, like that I didn't cheat on, that I was like actually that wasn't like an unhealthy like gross weird white trash thing i was doing i was like oh i'll just marry her she doesn't (laughs) i I literally was like oh she's perfect she doesn't hit me 
Do you know oh. what I mean? Like, I, I thought that that's what a good girlfriend did. So, I mean, it's one of the requirements. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> on the list of things you want, right? Yeah. And unfortunately for her, she was in the same thing with me where she was like, oh, he's perfect. He doesn't like emotionally abuse me. No. So we got married to each other, of course, thinking like, yeah, we're perfect for each other. But really, we just weren't like treating each other like shit. Sure. Because we're both from this terrible world. And was this in Salt Lake that you yeah, met? Yeah, yeah. And so I married her, and then I was kind of like, oh, my life is together. And then I got the time and space to kind of sit down and look around and be like, oh, I guess I, I like should do something. I don't feel good. And then I realized like I wanted to like do something, yeah. you know, and not just like work at a T-shirt factory or work with kids that have disabilities and bounce at night, which is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Which is like the worst, you know. So I was working with kids during the day, and then I would oh bounce, got it. Yeah, yeah. And I would I thought go, you meant like left work. No, yeah. And oh, I would okay. go bounce. I would, I would work at bars at night oh, and like oh. choke people. <laughs> you took that as I like was peace like, out. Yeah, yeah, I would choke. Like, drunk. I, guess, I guess you'd leave at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> you don't go and watch that? TV or whatever. You sure, work all night. Yeah, go watch yeah. the office. I, I would. I would. So yeah, during the day, I would watch Transformers for the fifty millionth time with a kid that has autism, <laughs> and then at night I would choke out drunk people. Nice. And I was just like, this is not sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. You know, I feel not good. So I decided to start stand up. So I did open mic with the in my mind. I was like, this is my career now. Wow. Your first one. My very first You're one. You're like, fuck trying it. Like, let's go in. No. Yeah. I, I fully went the whole I began stand up being like, this is my job now. Wow. I, I think that's a great thing that not enough people do. Yeah. Yeah. There's that false humility you have to have. Like, oh, well, maybe try. But we all were like, no, I'm going to make I'm going to make it. Like you walk on stage, like I'm, I'm gonna make it with comedy. Yeah, I, I found a podcast for my first year doing comedy. The first podcast I ever did, someone invited me on another open micer, and I was so hyped. And I told them like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make it. Like this is my whole thing. I'm gonna do it." Wow. And listening back to it was like, "You dumb bastard! Hell yeah! Look at you go!" Like I couldn't believe. Aww. Yeah, from day one, I was like, I treated it like college. I guess that's amazing. In my mind, what 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 did making it mean to you Just, at that point? And I guess what does it mean now? <laughs> so this is really. While the first, uh, my original thing was like, if I can make ten thousand dollars a year from comedy, I'll stop working. That was my goal. Okay, and I did it. I did it. And, and then like, you stopped working. You're in like, in 2017, nice. I like toured and, and ate nothing and like, and just lived off of like, oh, I think less than ten thousand dollars. Jeez. From what year? Uh, 2017. I'm pretty sure. So a yeah, year, yeah. A year after you, s- no, two, N- two or three years. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I like was doing the road uh with uh do you know who tribble dave tribble is yes. yeah so i was doing Can you road explain gigs. to the listeners yeah so dave tribble is a man who he's a man and he he books these shows so if there's a club scene right that regular comics do and then there's these weird bar shows all over the west sure. and he books all of them so basically what he does is he goes hey, do you want $200 to headline? And you go, yeah. And he goes, all right, well, you got to go to uh, this bar in Montana, and then you got to drive nine hours to this bar in Wyoming, and then you're going to drive eight hours to this show in Utah or whatever. In the middle of nowhere, all these places are like horrible. Uh, One of them I went to was an actual Nazi biker bar with real Nazis that were there. And I have jokes where I talk about being Jewish. And so I was oh just my like, God. and I called him and was like, Hey, what do I, and they were like, well, if you want, they pay you. So if you want the money, you got to do the gig. And like, so stuff like this, like, uh, they're terrible. They're the worst. Right. There no gigs anywhere in the United States are worse than these. 
wow. The actual shows are horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, driving to them is incredibly – in the winter, it's, like, dangerous. Uh-huh. Sure. Like, I had to go to a gig in Montana where, as we were driving through, we had to go through this pass, and, like, the National Guard is there. And they're like, we can't stop you from driving on the pass, but you have to know that, like, it's you could die if you drive on it. And wow. we were like, okay. And we had like, to go. But I got to go to this bar. Well, we I'm needed them. The, the, the cars people take on these runs is, aren't the nicest. The yeah. Prius I was in with the headliner. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just throwing chains on it. Yeah. Like, well, at we, least you didn't spend too much on gas. That yeah. we bought on a flying J. And then, and then the show we got to that we almost died to get to literally had like seven people. And it was in a bar. And it had all these Polaroids on the ceilings of women's tits. Oh and, and we had to stand on an air hockey table. And there was no mic. <laughs> we just projected out to the crowd. And like we, no and microphone, no microphone. And like a lot of these places you go to and like there's a host and he is like he loves comedy. It's his whole thing. And, but he'll just do other he'll just you'll just the host will just do Louis C.K.'s half an hour before you go up. <laughs> and like yeah, no one knows what one show a month at that show. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so he'll just very spe- sparsely populated areas. It's it, the only thing going on for 100 miles. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, and he'll just steal material and do it. And so you're like, all right, whatever, I guess, because he's not like he doesn't care. He's no skin. He's in not going to like try to be a comic like well full, he full. thinks he is yeah okay. well jfl bookers aren't in the audience right <laughs> yeah so it's just like this just, crazy they just thing. don't know the scale of it that yeah. I mean, you can see that you can see that scaled down to even like medium-sized cities uh, yeah yeah so yeah, I can yeah they imagine do. further rural yeah um i've heard not to be to, to to be like well actually but i've heard that some of the shows are actually really fun so there's a few there's one in uh rock springs wyoming that's really, 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 really good. It's like, uh, what's it called? I can't remember. I almost think I would go back mm-hmm. uh, now and just do it just to do it. I would yeah. almost like film it and just be like, this was fucking wild. <laughs> That's a crazy place, and it's always full. It's got like 100 people in the bar. And afterwards, they take you to um, a strip club. Uh, what's it? Oh, it's called Bareback. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, you're the great guy. And, like, they're all these oil workers that work in Wyoming. <laughs> and they're like, uh, I brought a woman to open for me once. And they brought me in the – they were just like, you guys got to come to the strip club, non-negotiable. <laughs> and they're so, like, gnarly that we're just like, okay, like, I guess. <laughs> and they brought us to the strip club called Bearback. And now you would think it would be called B-E-A – are back yeah but like a, a like a, a slick little like play yeah, on little words like, yeah no it was straight up called b-a-r-e like we've <laughs> we've no protection like get into this club we're oh doing God. it so and it was the, it's the worst place you've ever been the strippers look exactly like you think they yep. would there's a woman <laughs> for smoking two cigarettes at the same time on stage <laughs> There was one girl who didn't take her shirt off, and my opener was like, "Why don't you take your shirt off?" And then she pulled, she pulled her shirt up, and she had like an appendicitis recently. Oh my god! <laughs> so she was just Donald ducking it as a stripper, <laughs> like only. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, "That's not the part people want." For sure, Donald but like she, she pulled her tits, and my opener was like, "No, you were right. You were right. Put it back <laughs> yeah, down. Put it back you down. get him out of ah! here." So terrible. So some of these gigs are great, and they're crazy stories. There's a gig in Idaho, um, uh, Pocatello, Idaho, that's really good at, like, this gay bar. 
It's so fun. The drag queens a come gay out. Bar in yeah, that yeah, area? yes. And, and it's, isn't that like Matt Shepard region? Yep. Just imagine how tough all those gay people are. They rule yeah. so hard. Cool. Oh, it's like oh, that yeah. in Connecticut. <laughs> they just have drag queens oh, yeah. that are just armed, and I, it's just <laughs> rules so hard. So Pocatello, Idaho. So there are some, but the, how I far mean, is that from a major city? Oh, I want to say it's two and a half, three hours from Salt Lake. So the gay people have to flock there. Like, yeah, you just don't happen to have enough openly gay people in a city like that to yeah. have a gay bar. I imagine they just picked Pocatello be... as the place. I think Pocatello okay. and uh, it's their Fire Ireland and Boise are the two places in Idaho. If you're gay, you go. Got wow. it. Okay. Yeah, we're going there soon. Boise, yeah, yeah. Boise's great. I was happy when a city in a region like that has a lot of gay people. I'm like, that means the comedy is going to be easier for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's some that are good. And uh -huh. they're like, but they're good not in the way you think they are. They're good because they're just like wild and crazy and people are fun. They're and not it's like the only thing going on in the city, so you're a celebrity. Yeah, they're not listening to like your material really. Uh huh. Sure. Like I tell stories, which is like, uh, which is how I got good because I was th that works for those people. So I got to like hone all these stories with these people. But wow. I watch comics who have like, who are murderously funny so good that didn't have a storytelling style but had a style that was like requires you to like pay attention yeah. and that they would just and pause for laughter eat it yeah right. well people just weren't like they don't understand live entertainment they've never seen a play they're not trying like they don't okay. get it you know and so they're that's not fair they go to barebacks that's live entertainment <laughs> <laughs> true true yeah the girls of barebacks they sure are funny <laughs> <laughs> they really are I, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a whole thing. So, um, I uh, those shows are crazy. I think I have more respect for comics who have done like bad road gigs for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone should do a few. We've done some rough park shows. <laughs> those count. I saw some of the park shows and I and it made me remember doing comedy in Utah because really? growing up in the scene in Utah, things like park shows are common. Really? People are doing park shows non-pandemic. Listen, I don't even – some park shows can be really fun, but there are some park shows where you're like, this is this is dangerous potentially. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, I've had two encounters where I was like, am I, I almost, about to get fucking – Almost and stormed her. Yeah. Do I have to get hit? <laughs> Someone's – what? <laughs> yeah, someone came up to me in the middle of my set, homeless guy. Tw this happened twice now, so it's me, I guess. It's some aura I'm giving off. What were you wearing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And just dollar bills stapled yeah. to her shirt. <laughs> just fuck homeless people on my uh, shirt. And I'm like, why does he hate me? Yeah. <laughs> not at all. I'm just doing my jokes and didn't like it. rules. Yeah. Um, I would do. Nothing so happened, though. So we, had, okay. we had those runs in the valley that I, I didn't make enough. Uh, no, I didn't really go down to the valley. That's the Rio Grande Valley, like uh, the border. Mm -hmm. uh, from, from Houston, you would go down and do a run of those shows. And that would be not as wild, but that was the where the, you know, my, my elders cut their teeth. Yeah, when I was like Paris, Texas, once I remember that was that was interesting because it was like we were the only thing happening in the town. That's where my parents got married. I've been to Paris, Texas, also. I yeah. performed there. LOL. Uh, no, it was like a bar. Yeah. It's like a weird bar show. And yeah. when you do these shows, by the way, the hustle is unreal because I didn't headline a lot of these. Um, a lot of the time I was the opener. Didn't I have the credits. What's that? Didn't have the credits. To no, headline. I didn't have the credits. Well, Tribble would always hear my material and be like, "Not good enough." Not wow. good enough. You you don't no, people aren't going to relate to you. Older people won't relate to you. He would say to me, and then meanwhile, that same material he heard that he said wasn't good enough is like what made me popular. So eat a fat bag of dicks, Dave. Yeah, your Harry Potter <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, so but I would open for I uh, especially my friend Aaron Wood. I don't I don't condone that statement. By the way, Tribble, if you want to book me, I love you. <laughs> I never burn a bridge. 
<laughs> I know. I, if I'm if I'm on the way down like that, there's, you know what? I don't deserve it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be out. Go back to working with autistic kids at that <laughs> yeah, point. Do some good. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I'll go. I don't know what I'll do. I'll start robbing Seven Elevens. So. What all? <laughs> what all's really funny? Yeah. So yeah. Aaron Woodall, he's Solid great. Guy. Yeah, I love him. He's, he's so good. Fun. And so he uh, he used to take me on the road with him to do the triple gigs, and he's so great. And uh, but he his hustle was like unimaginable. So a lot of these triple guys that do these runs all the time to make money because Aaron has a kid and he has to live in Salt Lake, so he's just doing whatever it takes to survive. So we would do like this casino gig that triple books, and then. Aaron would be like, we have two days before we have to be in Montana for the next triple gig. So here's what we'll do. And he would call around to bars, cold call bars, and be like, I'm a comic. I'm in town. Can I do a show? I'll email you a poster or whatever or mail you a poster I print out myself for you to hang up. And then he would set up shows and be like, I'll take the door and you can make money or whatever. And so we would also have these shows he would set up. That he would like be cold calling, hustling, wow. setting up bar shows for himself so that we That's didn't have nights off. It was crazy. Where would you stay? We would just stay in hotels or we would sleep in the car. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Or we would sleep in – we would meet – we would just be like, we'll probably meet someone cool. Maybe they'll let us – it would. It reminded me of when I was in a band because when you're in a band and you're touring, a lot of the time you'll just go and they'll just be like a cool guy or a cool girl who wants to sleep with one of you. And you all we'll just stay at our house. Yeah. Paratrooping. Yeah. yeah. And so we would do that. Like we would just be like, we hope we meet a cool guy at the bar. And then a lot of the time we would. That's We'd just be wild. like, yeah, we're not staying anywhere. And they're like, you want to fucking come sleep in my couch? I have a guest bedroom or whatever. How did that work in the gay city? Dude, great. There's this <laughs> drag queen named Spike. Shout out Spike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casey Wynn Nagahide. She's the best. And she lets me sleep I- at her place in Pocatello every time I'm there. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love her. This is also the kind of thing I feel like guys can do a lot safer. Yeah. (laughs) So this is. Yeah. This sounds terrifying. (laughs) No, totally. I've thought about that because like I said, I brought a girl with me on the road and when I would, I was like, oh yeah, I have to like, this is more expensive. And then I realized, oh, regular life is like more expensive for women because they have to like take care of themselves. I, I like went overseas and I would just like sleep on the street all the time. Jesus. And I was like, oh, I guess if I was a woman, I couldn't. It's not that I'm not in danger. I am. But it's just like, I, I guess the likelihood of me being attacked is, well, no, statistically way higher. But it's also like. Oh, a, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah. Men are are the victims of 75% of all violent crimes. Yeah, so, yeah. But like. And the perpetrators of 90. And yeah, no, literally the perpetrators of most. So I. I Whereas if you were a woman and you slept on the street like that, there's a high, I feel like. Um, I'm speaking out of turn, but high likelihood almost that bad, something bad will occur yeah. depending on the city. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it's like it's still it's it's not that it's not dangerous it, or it's not that you're not you're just but women aren't putting themselves in these situations. Sure. You know, and so I was just yeah, yeah. So I was just I realized that as I took her on the road, I was like, oh, yeah, I have to get you a, a place or whatever. Yeah. So. You can't just sleep on the street. Yeah. Who yeah. was this, by the way? Does she still do comedy? No, she doesn't. We've fallen out. I don't oh, even okay. want to give her the free clout. But. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. she's um yeah, she did quit comedy though. So Okay. Yeah, but well, at the time she, at, at the time she was a sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> and cool. she was fun to tour with. You didn't exactly lead with the most exciting parts of comedy if that was, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. your first exposure to what comedy is. You're like, not for me. Holy <laughs> sh- I know, I think I would have been freaked out. I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> I mean, you had a No, I mean, that's not comparable. But I was saying you had a We 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 have 
with COVID and with the pandemic and everything, with her starting in New York, you know, I believe that you have to face more adverse climates. Uh, it's starting in comedy to ever really be good. You have to perform with constraints and, and yeah. in situations it's that people don't understand you. It certainly maybe get better faster. Yeah. You know, versus yeah. than just doing mics and random bar basements and there's, stuff like that. I think there's a certain amount of bad shows too where you can't like. You're not tangible. There's a difference between like, oh, you do a lot of open mics, you start to tighten up jokes, and you can see yourself getting better. And you're like, fuck yeah. And there's a part of you that's getting better that's that's almost subconscious when mm -hmm. you struggle. It's just it's it's. I yeah. agree with that. I, I agree with that too. Of of because I've had some of the harder experiences I've had in comedy because of performing in these parks and and, and everything going on. And it's 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 like with you in general, the, the fear level of yeah. Uh, yeah the extremes of this I could handle. So when I extrapolate to what could go wrong, I'm comfortable with that as well. If totally. Or the confines of a club, what, the worst that could happen is you throw something at me and a bouncer gets you immediately. Like, there's no physical danger. So yep. Yeah, the, the more comfortable you are in general, the better yeah. The better you are. It's and about like, fear is the mind killer. You know? yeah, 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 hell yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I forgot to show you. I, I have a sword that has fear is the mind killer inscribed on it. You at a Chris my, knife? At my house, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I um, wish. I wish to, but <laughs> it's really hard to catch I know what those. to get you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we got three of them up there, I think. The three dunes. Oh, nice. Um, so you moved to New York with the intention of doing comedy then at that point? Yeah, so I had... I want to get to the dry bar special because you did that. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, you did that first. So that's what okay. happened. And, so and clean comedy. I want to hear how... Because I can imagine the kind of comedy you learned to do doing triple runs was very different than the clean stuff you put together sure. to do dry bar special. One million percent, the dirtier the better on triple. Right. So I, I had never – I was not clean at all. I could do like a clean 10 minutes because I had to when I was – because I was passed at my local club. And my local club kind of does it the way the comedy store does. Is that Wise Guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Great club. Keith Stubbs runs that club, and he was like, you know, hugely important in my comedy career. Like I owe him my whole career. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like – without him, there's no career. He's one of the most important people in my life by far. So does he booked you a lot or Yeah, yeah. So he passed me at the club and he like made, you know, he was like one of the first people to really like make me feel wanted in comedy and like yeah. help me out and give me spots and uh, I even did a clean show for him once. It was a corporate, and I accidentally said the F word, no. and he didn't ban me from the club forever, which was really nice. He did yell at me, and I did cry, but I <laughs> it was really rough. That was a bad day. Did he use Aww. curse words when he yelled at you? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. So I uh, – but, um, man, that was a wild thing. I cried, and then – he he kind of was like you're out of here and like you know yelled at me because he was so mad uh, rightfully so yeah it's uh -huh. tough because he has a, con a contract <laughs> yeah yeah client. and then i'm like in the back of the club basically like oh i just ruined my whole comedy career i have to move to restart somewhere Aww. and then he came to the back and he was like you got to do this the next show is starting you got to do it let's go bud and like so i had to rally it together and like stop crying Aww. to go do comedy which is not the first time that that which is not the last time that would happen unfortunately because then also a good lesson because that's always the case in comedy. You always got to do the show. It doesn't matter yep. how you're feeling. Yeah. Yep. And then I got divorced and I had to perform in front of my wife, who was <gasps> my ex-wife, who was a waitress a lot. And that was brutal. Watching her just, about yeah, she's just like flirting with comics and getting piped by dudes. <laughs> and I, I'm just having to perform right in front of it all. Woo. That's going to be us if we break up. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, the worst feeling. 
Oh, ki- so, kill myself. Yeah. It was the worst. I guess we'll just because stay together. Of, because <laughs> of the Mormon populations in Salt Lake City, yes. wise guys had a lot of clean shows. Exactly. And, and had a lot of use for clean comics. So I had like a clean 10 minutes. Dry Bar shows up. Dry Bar starts booking. Keith starts helping Dry Bar because was, Keith is the comedy guy. Was it, it, was this, it, was it at this point that, that rocket ship for comedians that it, it, it became? No. It was no. just you were just like oh, whatever. It's, it's so, someone's gonna film me. It was a, it was I don't want to say it was a joke, but it was kind of like a oh yeah, just collect your check. No one's ever gonna see your stuff. Yeah, the poten- No one realized the potential. The most popular anyone had ever gotten from it was like one guy got a video on Facebook that had like three million views, and it didn't. You know, it obviously that doesn't That's good, uh, but on Facebook it's not. It doesn't yeah. do anything. So yeah. no one had like. I, I, yeah, I had done anything from it. And so Keith comes up to me and he's like, do you want to do a dry bar? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, and in my mind, I'm saving my material so I can say it how I want. I'm gonna, I'll be on Netflix one day or whatever. And then I got divorced and I'm struggling and I have no money and I'm living off of $8,000 yeah. or yeah. whatever in 2000. And in 2017, and Keith is like, do you want dry bar now? And I was like, boy, howdy, do I? <laughs> I will absolutely do this. And so he goes, all right, clean 45 minutes do you wow. have it 45. and i said yeah i have it and i lied and then i went on the road for tribble because that's what i was doing and i did clean only i learned how to do good job the, and so good i learned you. that sounds really fucking hard so <laughs> the the special that got me popular was written from the ground up in less than six months i started knife fighting without a knife yeah yeah so i wrote <laughs> it i wrote it in like six months performed it assumed like oh i'll get my check and then i'll never hear about this again and then i did it they posted it it was kind of like went nowhere for the first like week and then one day someone messaged me and they're like hey you're on the front page of reddit wow and i, I was remember like, that day what and i went and looked and i was I'm like so jealous I'm I, like how fucking cool this guy is I, and he's doing a special about azkaban yeah get the fuck out of here and i blew up on reddit and then the next thing i knew my special had like literally like 20 million views on yeah. facebook and like it had been downloaded like a hundred thousand times on the app and also the and then uh, like overnight it was just like i had a guy call me and be like hey do you have an agent like you know and yeah it just it set it off from there and then i headlined for my first time that wasn't wise guys because i'd headlined my local for a night here and there because of course that's like how it works mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah. the first club that ever put me up was american comedy company in san diego they headlined me, and I was like, holy shit. And then from that, an agent saw me, and the agent was like, uh, you, holy shit, like, you murdered. And I was like, yeah, thanks, I guess. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that I was good. Yeah. Uh, how am I supposed to know? I only compare myself to comics in Utah. Yeah. You know? And I had only, every time I'd left the city to do stuff in L.A. or whatever, I was bombing at open mics. Yeah. And people don't want to hear my stories. You know, my peers have never liked me. You yeah. know, and so I was like, oh, I fucking I get I don't think I suck, but I'm like, I don't I didn't know I was like mur- murdering hard enough for an agent to be like, Jesus Christ, like you got a headline right now. I'll, you want nine shows. And so then uh, the second club uh, or You're sleeping f- in your car and you didn't realize they paid for the hotel already. Yeah. Dude, Straight up. The third. Sh- <laughs> so the third club I ever headlined was Comedy Works Downtown. Oh, and wow. they had me do the weekend and I sold out like all five shows. And I was like, wow. what is happening? And then from there, it just like kicked off. I, I just started. Did you have new material to give them? Yeah. So did I, they mind that you were dirty? No. Okay. So I've have n- never been clean unless right. they ask me to be. So I have sure. a clean hour and a dirty hour at this always at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's like how it works. So, um, like right now, I have a whole clean hour and a whole different dirty hour. 
And so uh, I'm always like I- I'm kind of like always ahead an hour on my comedy. That's very smart. So yeah. I, but yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I write a lot. The only other comic I've ever met who writes as mu- or who does as much like material as me is Ari Shafir, I think. Yeah, he does an hour a year at least. Yeah, he does a lot. So, and, and he's always got like stories and new stuff and he's always just, my style is conversational. So I'm like kind of cheating. It's really easy for yeah. me to just do. I don't nice. have to like write jokes. Yeah. I just like. You have them. I've heard you em. say that it's and I hear you acting like that's a, that's a, like a sneaky good line yeah i sneak jokes into there but I, it's like you know it's just conversational and so i i just uh but yeah the dry bar happened and then so i was touring and i toured for like a year and a half and this almost. is 2017 or 18 it's, so 2018 is when i got popular like january february 2018 okay. and i was still like working at like a I, at this time i was working at a t-shirt factory with my girlfriend at the time wow like sewing and printing on t-shirts i was doing quality control which is like when the t-shirts come out of the press they're on this machine that's like super heated and it heats the shirts and they're so hot you can't hold them because they'll burn your hands wow and so you're in this room and it's like 130 degrees so you have to like just be in your underwear basically and you're just like quality controlling shirts like drenched in sweat it's like you know it's fucking working class guy shit and so i was doing that job going to comedy works coming back working nine to five like and then so me and that girl broke up and it kind of like ruined my whole life. I was, it was she's the first person I ever loved right. and all their stuff. And so I lost, I was my first time having real heartbreak and it just like ruined me. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess if I'm touring and I'm popular, I got to g- move. And so I just left my family and my friends and everything I knew with no plan and just came here with like whatever money I had in the bank. Wow. And then I lived on a bunk bed with my now roommate. We had shared a bunk bed in Brooklyn <laughs> as a 31 year old man or whatever not appealing to women <laughs> or anyone for that matter and then we got a place in queens and then i've just been there and i'm touring since and it's like it's your just own bedroom but you see a bathroom i yep yep so it's good i love it Moving what did your how did your peers in utah treat you how, how are you how did you fit in there because you got a lot of a lot of love from the club but did the others comics see what you were doing so i got like it was really weird half and half i got a lot of hate and a lot of love from a lot of people i've always been a person who's like the i don't like care to be like i'm a club comic i'm an alt comic like funny is funny yeah 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 so i was never interested in like being in one scene or the other so i kind of uh zigzagged between but i always had people who disliked me in both like i had like a rival at the club this guy and i won't say his name because i'm you know i obviously won so (laughs) like i feel so bad but like i had like a rival did he also have a bunch of tattoos (laughs) yeah yeah a few and so but like we we like competed and he was like about star wars instead of harry potter (laughs) so he was like the local guy guy. he was like the hero and i wanted to take him down (laughs) oh shit the hunger games comic he'll never make it and so um yeah it was uh so there's that and then i had all comics who disliked me but i've always been kind of like good to go between all i will say once i got success though um real success and i started working and i was a working comic and then i be there's a thing when you start headlining where you're still kind of like just weird and like awkward and then there's a moment where you gain the confidence you're like i'm a comic Mm -hmm. i did it i'm here i'm a professional and like you actually like acknowledge that that's your and then there was just like this one moment where I walked into the comedy store and like, I just, I was just like, I belong here. And like, that was like this huge switch for me where like, I wasn't freaking out about 
meeting like other comics who I'd looked up to and stuff. I was like, these are my peers. And as soon as that switch flipped, um, even though I was, I'm still like wildly available to all of my former colleagues in Utah to like do their small shows. And like, I love all of them and follow them online and like, think they're great. Like they just kind of all stopped talking to me. It's just weird where you like fall out. Like a lot of people just kind of like, oh, they assume you're too big for them and you're not, but you're so busy. And then you talk to them and then people are just have this idea of you that's new in their head. Mm-hmm. It actually is a huge bummer. It was one of the biggest like hardships, I think, mixed with the heartache. I, re- I really timed my breakup so terribly. Yeah. This is all 2018 still? This is like 28. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Because then I moved here and I spent 2019 and 2020 here. Yeah, so I really timed the breakup so terribly because dealing with heartache and dealing with success at the same time really like made it so difficult. Sure, you're like, who do I celebrate with? Yeah, z- no one, yeah. no one. Yeah. How was your brother through all that? He's good. He, my brother doesn't care about anything I do in the <laughs> good way. Yeah, you know, I'm like, he wants success for me and stuff, but my brother's always just been like, you're just fucking you to me so he and we're best friends so we just like hang out and do do stuff so he's like more successful than me in like life he has like a wife he loves and they have like a great relationship and he has a house and like a really good job and like what does he do he's uh works in it so he's like a smart guy and he also played like starcraft a video game professionally and he's like better than me at everything he does except for comedy suck my <laughs> ball <laughs> yeah yeah how'd so. he get an education for it he didn't he lied oh we <laughs> lie just lie just lie to get jobs i've lied to get so many jobs <laughs> I've, I've done i've been a ski instructor i've been a lifeguard i've been i've worked in it also um i, I lied to get my first comedy gig um, i lied to get my special wow what, what was Is anything you told us today true? Yeah. Now, now like, we do restart this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, some of it, sure. Um, <laughs> I like it better that way. That sounds great. Yeah, it's but a uh, so when good, did you start? Trick to good storytelling is lying, by the way. <laughs> you did. Your your brother plays video game or played video games professionally. I know you play obviously a lot of video games. I technically play them professionally now. Yeah. What can you explain? Oh, yeah. What that what what is that and when did that enter the picture through this? Oh, so I've line? always been a super nerd. Sure. So like that computer my stepdad brought home like fucking changed me and my brother's lives forever. We've always been way into video games. I mean, I've been pushing thirty hours of video games a week since I was a child. Nice. So I love video games and reading and like anything to do with games. So um, we've always been nerdy. So like I I qualified for the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour. Uh, so okay. I play a lot of cards and like I also played Warhammer at like the highest level, which is like a, a, a game. It's almost like chess, but like way nerdier, way, way. It, it's the nerdiest thing you can do. I love the figurines. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's, you push little guys around a table and in roll dice and stuff. But um, so when we were young and we were still like sketchy maniacs, we used to play Call of Duty all the time with our friends. L- land partying and playing Call of Duty was like the thing. And there was this website called GameBattles.com. Before online gambling got restricted, you could bet on people who were going to play games online real money. And oh, then wow. the website acted as an intermediary so that no one could rob anyone. That makes sense. And so, and you know, of course, they take like two percent or whatever gambling Great websites do. Model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you guys know how a scam works, oh, and yeah. so how a bookie works. <laughs> and so, uh, me and my brother used to bet on ourselves on our like team 
to play Call of Duty, and we used to make a ton of money that way. So wow. we were playing Call of Duty technically at a professional level we way back money. when. Yeah, yeah, and we were making money, and it was great. And my brother's always like worlds better than me. I was I think, just I happy think you to were just there. professional gamblers. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Really good at yeah, video games. yeah. And then um, so we played Call of Duty a ton, and then you know from there we got into StarCraft, and my brother played StarCraft at the highest level, and then. So video games have always been a part of it. So then when the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, I should Twitch. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. So you only started doing that during the pandemic? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I started because I, I was like, I'm popular on social media, but like I should do more. Yeah. And I've always been like, I, I just like, I don't know. I've never taken time off. I should take time off. But yeah. I, well, it's what it is what it is. So I was like, oh, I'll start Twitching. And so I, I started Twitch uh, the like March of last year. And so that's like a thing now. And that's like a big, there's a lot of people who only know me from streaming. Right. You know, and then that's like my thing. And uh, I have like this big community built up and it's great. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I mean, it's cool because you have direct access to your fans. Like you don't have to rely on the, the or yeah, yeah, or yeah. industry Casting or whatever directly. like that. You're like, I can make it myself. The craziest part of Twitch is like, I always have people like want to message me or talk to me on, you know, through email or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or whatever. I guess Twitter's really the second best place. If you just tweet at me, I'll that's the place I'll probably see it the most and be sure. like, oh, and talk to you. But uh, on Twitch, you can literally get in and live, and I'll just be like, hi. You know, yeah. and you can like ask a question and I'll just answer it, you know. Yeah. So you, you really do have like complete access. Yeah. I think that blows your, your some own people's press minds. Secretary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It blows Hello. people's <laughs> minds for sure. They'll just get in and they'll be like, Holy shit, you're just here and I was like, Yeah, what's up? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> like, we're, this is what we're up to today. <laughs> and um it's just cool. Yeah, I love it. Twitch has been like a wild thing. And it's so different. I just feel like as a comic you should be go to every medium. I mean, it's kind of your job, right, to be creating content accessible to people. Yeah, yeah. Get your content to your people who would enjoy it. Exactly. Whatever that means to you. So I, I just feel Which like is why I only do Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I just – well, I, I – and then I'm popular because of the internet. Right. You know, I'm not like a traditional-looking yeah, guy. I have a weird story that like uh, – you know, I've almost ha been on a bunch of TV shows, but then like – I failed the background check to be on one once and things like this. <laughs> You're like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I, I'll be like, You're insane. You, why are you hiring me? <laughs> yeah, no, I've done it. I've done that. been like, bitch, why did you let me get to this point? Yeah. Why are you showing it to me if I can't have it? Like I, you knew this would happen. I've, I like very I've, open about my background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been on live television telling people <laughs> I've hit someone with a sword. Like, yeah. come on guys, help me out. <laughs> so I, you know, the internet you have a tattoo about it. Yeah. yeah so Reddit and, like the internet and stuff is like where I live. Like YouTube, yeah. Facebook, uh, social media is the only reason I'm popular. That's so interesting. So I have like zero industry heat uh, uh, at all. None. I mean, yeah. I literally like, I know right now, like everyone did packets. I No one, <laughs> zero calls, zero packets, <laughs> no options. You but know, like it's weird because you almost don't, I mean, the goal of doing all those packets and stuff is to gain, you know, eventually notoriety and fans. Eventually that's a lot of, comic schools yeah but you kind of just like what if i just go do that right away or like what if i just go connect with those people just out the gate yeah yeah and i yeah. prefer it but there's also a part of me that really wants like hey i could like use health insurance what if i had sure. that yeah <laughs> so like i i want also sure. i i do i get weirdly obsessed with money and security so i like kind of want to uh, that's humans yes. yeah 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 <laughs> i guess i yeah I, I went from like paycheck to paycheck until i was like 31 so now i'm like 
oh, I got to save. Like, so the idea of a writing job is cool. I also yeah. want to meet more comics. Totally. Expose myself to more stuff and more work. And the idea of working in TV sounds fun. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. I will say this. Uh, forgive me for the, the hubris of this, but. I'll, I'll tell people I'm a comedian when I'm on a plane or whatever, and they're like, oh, cool. And at the end of the conversation, like, maybe I'll see you on TV one day. And it's like, I've been on TV a lot. <laughs> I'd rather you see me on YouTube. Yeah. I'd rather you see me on Instagram because that's what people are watching. And yeah. that, then you would remember me. And then you may have, might have recognized me to begin with. But right. TV doesn't get you recognized. And I, any, any TV appearance I've had, it's, if it's done things like, for me, it's because the YouTube video was posted the next night. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I can put my clip on Instagram now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I wanted out of my Tonight Show was five one-minute clips for IGTV. That's, totally. that's what I wanted. Totally, yeah. I was going to say that is the thing. I never watch my friends – live stuff i'm always like when's the youtube video of yours your, yeah yeah your late night up the last roast battle i did i tracked social media while it was airing six followers yeah yeah during, and then do, while i was on tv and doing i thought well but then i got to post that clip so and then yeah. it did well yeah so interesting. there's more money in it but I, that's a sinking ship because oh, oh ad revenue of like when was the last time you bought something because of an ad you saw on tv i can't well, remember you know the last time i bought something because of an ad i saw on instagram Probably yesterday. I probably just saw a shirt. Yeah, such a such a sucker for targeted ads. Yeah, I like, saw so there was a guy on the subway, and I was like, "Those are cool shoes. Where'd you buy them?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know. I just saw a targeted ad and ordered it." There you go. Uh, yep. like, that's wild. Yeah, the ad knows. I yeah. It, I I mean, I definitely don't want to ever complain. I just think that I want the legitimacy sometimes because oh I yeah, feel, no, that makes a complete. Sense. I feel illegitimate at times, especially around my peers. You know, when I meet, like, like when I met Joe Rogan and stuff, and you're, you're doing a show, and he's like, who are you? And it's like, oh, I'm popular on YouTube. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, Andrew Schultz is yeah, the first Joe guy. Yeah, Joe does smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. Um, Andrew Schultz is the first internet guy to, like, really show our peers, like, hey, fuck you. Like, the internet is, mm-hmm. is bigger than you think it is. Um, and yeah. so I really like that. Yeah. Criminally overlooked, by the way. It's It's – wild his history and, yeah. and how much he was overlooked because he was doing guy code and picked up a hundred thousand followers from that couldn't get a late night set couldn't get a comedy central presents or a half hour or yeah any of that. And, i and can't i've tried you know yeah. I, I submitted a set to um to all the late night people way back uh when my first special had come out and then that same clip that i had sent to them that they were like oh it's not good enough has like 30 million views on Facebook or something. That's that's enough. So it's like, oh, you guys are you have Wrong. no fucking idea what you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No idea. Well, I guess that's probably what especially during the pandemic we've all had to be like no one knows. But <laughs> we're all winging it, you yeah. know? So you can make your own destiny to totally. a, to an extent. Uh, description of uh, if LA. You're LA is 500 people running to where lightning just struck. Oh yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. That's what yeah, that's a really apt after description, I. Uh, Who were your comedic influences before you started comedy? Did you did you love it? Did you know yeah. what you're getting into? Yeah. yeah so I lo- I've always been he- I've loved comedy and I thought I wanted to be a comic when I was a kid. Oh man, I'm gonna throw my dad under the bus. So when I was a real little kid, I never saw my biological. Which he literally did to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my biological father, I okay. didn't oh, okay. I didn't see him a lot when I was a kid, and he's great. He had a different family and. He's doing his own thing. You know, sure. you get divorced and, and if you your kid moves states away, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. So my biological father was oh, – when I did see him, he was always great. He tried to cram in like a million dad things into like a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I hardly ever saw him. 
once I did get to spend one Playing summer. Playing catch while teaching you how to shave yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> I spent one summer with him when I was like 14 or 13 years old. Shit, I don't even know. And um, it w- Or one summer. I spent like a month and a half with him. And he used to drive a truck around, and he was a mechanic for the motocross. So we had this whole road trip, father-son road trip thing. It's very important for my life probably. You know, I, I got to – He's it's basically the only time in my whole life I remember getting like real dad – advice and time because i was yeah. getting it nowhere else and so but i i was talking to him and, and he's trying to like definitely in his mind set me on like good paths and encouraged me to read which i was doing a lot and all sort of stuff and basically just being a good dad but i told him he's like what do you like in school because he has to like literally ask me like what are you yeah. like in school and Who i'm like <laughs> oh i'm funny i'm like funny guy and he's like yeah and i was like yeah if you follow the laughs you'll find me and i was kind of like interested in being funny that was like my favorite thing and he was like don't be that guy don't be a clown. Don't because I I don't know if he if he like interpreted it as if I was like being made fun of or whatever because I was a dork. Or like so, you could he could have taken it as like troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of like, hey, like don't be a f- don't be the clown. Like you could be like anything you want to be. And like he kind of, I mean, what he said wasn't bad. I think that had he been in my life more, the follow up lessons to that lesson sure. would have helped. But at the time, I was like. Oh, so being funny is good for like getting girls, but like I gotta, uh, people need to respect me. I need to be strong. I need to be smart. And I kind of like put being funny on the back burner. And then my whole life, I was really like, it just, the idea of being funny for a work was like so far fetched that it didn't, was never occurred to me until I got older and I had nothing to lose. Then I was like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do stand up. I wanted to, but I was Dave Chappelle, huge, huge. I mean, Honestly, Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle are like the biggest influences for me. Right. Hugely influential. Um, uh, who else would I was I listening to way back in the day? Nick Swartzen. Oh, he's so great. Still great. Yeah, no, he's so good. Um, and so then um, John Mulaney's first album. I heard that and I was like, because he was telling stories. Yeah. That were, and I could tell that he was using my storytelling style too, where I kind of sometimes I'll tell a story. And I'll uh, and I would have to mix two stories together because of like one I'm like describing something that I need to like protect people's identity or I don't want the whole story sure. out or whatever and so I could tell he was doing that I could tell that he was like oh this funny thing happened this one day and this funny thing happened a year later but I just put them into the same day mm-hmm. and I could just tell like and I was like oh I can do this mm-hmm. like this is because I you know you listen to Kevin Hart. And, like, I'm just some white Jewish kid from Utah, and I'm like, oh, I definitely can't do that. (laughs) You know, but then I listened to John, and I was like, oh, okay, so there is something here I can do. And then as I sort of, like, tried to piece together what I thought my style would be like, I think those guys, especially black comics especially, have been, like, the big style that I like. And Mm -hmm. I've been told many times that uh, I have the style of a – a black comic. What a compliment! Yeah, yeah, no, it's just a I huge would, like, compliment. Lose my mind. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, I yeah. definitely do not have the style. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, mother- y'all, how y'all not. motherfuckers doing yeah. today? Laura's just doing her. Comp- <laughs> They're like, ha ha. The Bernie Mac. Fucking. Yeah, yeah. I ain't scared of you. <laughs> just yelling at the park. <laughs> and I'm like, why do they keep attacking me? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, so I just love that like big bombastic style, and then they were also like. They're, they all come from nothing, and they really yeah. talk about it in their comedy, and there's so many things about that that I just loved their style. Cat Williams, dude. Very oh, good. my God. Cat Williams made me want to do comedy. Like, he just 
He's so good, so weird, right. mm-hmm. so his own style, his own thing, self-depreciating, but also respectable. He's like a man's man, but he's also dressed well and kind of effeminate. He, all these things about him that I really looked up to that I thought like maybe people weren't really dialing into, you know? And then he also, you know, every comic like him, I guess black comics in general, they have that thing where they're like, so like I'm hanging out with a friend friendship simulation yeah you know which is like something i really wanted to do i didn't like the that's one thing i don't like about john mulaney that he kind of tries to do but he's actually bad at where comics are do like i'm this is a performance i am a comic we are here doing comedy that style i think is fun to watch like i love jeselnik he's the one of the kings of that but like i really like the like we're all at a party sitting around and like i'm just talking and like it almost feels it's like anyone like you know him. It almost feels like anyone in the audience could also start talking, and that would be fine, sure. because of how tuned in and conversational it is. I'm so I bad love at that. that. I love that. You know. Yeah. But on the flip side, Justin Lick is one of my favorite comics to watch because it's so much like this is comedy. You yes. are watching comedy. Here are my jokes. Do not talk. Mm-hmm. This right. is what's happening, and I fucking that's fascinating to me because i can't do it and i i I like watching you do comedy sometimes i'm like fuck i can't do that you know it's more like equations yeah it's well they're you're like writing backflips if someone said if someone comes up to me and goes oh you're a comic tell me a joke girls do this all the time and i'm like oh you're ugly get away from me you know where i say (laughs) something very mean but like if someone did that to you i have a clever response yeah fuck you uh, fuck you forever i say no (laughs) <laughs> it works really well. I did it to a kid one time. This on my T-shirt. I was like, "Are you a comedian?" I go, "Yeah." Like, Can you tell me a joke? I go, "No." And I just turned to their mom, sad, and I ordered my coffee. That's so funny. I sometimes I say, "Pay me." Yeah. I did have a guy give me twenty bucks at a party once, and I was like, "All right, I will do a little bit right now." But like, I but you like bucks, you, if someone did that to you, like if conceivably like you had never met Laura before, and yeah. she just popped up. And, and was like, tell me a joke right now, and I'll suck your dick. You could do it. You would just have a joke. I might have something shorter, but what, what I struggle with that I don't know if you would understand is when you have a jokey joke, when it misses, it misses hard. And it typically, uh. the smaller the crowd, the harder it can miss. And a lot of my performance is based on silence. There's a lot of pauses. And the, the problem with an interactive crowd is if, you, if anyone punctures those pauses, it kills the timing of the joke, and then the punchline falls flat. So I get nervous in those pauses because those, if I can hold those pauses, I get control over the crowd and the, it builds more tension and then the punchline pops that much harder. But I need a well-trained crowd. So triple runs would be hard for me. <sighs> so rough. It sounds hard. It just sounds so hard. You just hard. have to command. You just have to really whip the crowd into shape and you have to have authority to, to kind of make them all sit down. And having a loud voice helps. Yeah. But. I just watch Miss Pat over and over again and I'm like, this is me now. I do uh, this. I yell, you know. It's just... <laughs> Just people who are just like burdened with funniness. Oh, dude, she's my favorite comic of all time. She's, she's hilarious. We yeah. saw her do Guys We Fucked live in Montreal. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my God, that's that was so long ago. That was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Another about doing anal when she was thirteen. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude, she gets it. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so wait. Now you're in New York. You mm-hmm. came here. 
you how was entering the New York comedy scene? Yeah. Non-existent. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I like. You I just kind of walked in, and I, I I saw you at like a roast battle or yeah. something, and I was like, oh, he's here now. I walked up, and I was like, I love your stuff, and you were, yeah, you seemed really excited that someone was talking to you Dude. and knew you. Yes, I <laughs> like you have thirty million views on YouTube. Why, why am I the one doing you a favor? Like, Dude, how that? I love comics. One yeah. of my favorite things about comedy is being friends with comics. Yeah, like, and I've so I'm when I moved here, I was like. I don't have any friends, you know, sure. and so it was like brutal. And then uh, luckily I am friends with a couple guys like I'm friends with Luis Gomez and some of the guys from Gas Digital. And so like I kind of had an in there. And then I would literally when I first moved here, I didn't know. I, I didn't understand that you like email people for avails or whatever like that. I've never done that in my life. Yeah. I came from a scene so small that everyone knew each other and they and everyone asked everyone to be on their shows. You never ask. It's rude to ask. Yeah. If someone asks, that's no, fucked no, they'll up. They'll ask I, here. <laughs> I literally have still not asked because I yeah. am so bad at it. I just can't bring myself to do it. And so Austin's a lot was a lot like that. Yeah. A more alt driven scene has that. Totally. You wait your turn kind of feel. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you're passed at the club, you don't have to ask because the club posts your veils sure. for you they say hey shane this weekend it's you and you never say no right you know and so i just i i came here and i was like i didn't know what to do so then i was like i made a couple friends um you know uh i i like uh would just see them on instagram posting their flyers and i'm like i guess i'm just gonna go watch their show mm -hmm. right so i just sort of like to be around because i thought that's how you did it like that's how you get past at a club right you hang out at the club until they figure out who you are and then in blah, 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 blah. And over time you get past. And I was like, I guess I'll just do that here in New York. And that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And I started to make friends with comics. And then I, I started, you know, I dated Corinne and I did go on like a date with like, I, I went out with like Irene Morales and okay. she's so great. And we're friends now. And so she really helped me out. Sure. Um, and showed me around. And then I, through her, I met like fucking your way to the top, dude, I guess. <laughs> I, well, no, it's so funny that that's like a real way to like that's meet people. Hilarious. That was a non thing in Utah. Like yeah. in Utah, if you like, do not ever do that. You know, like that was here. They're like, you're cool. A huge faux pas. I, I it was such a non thing. That's that your showcasing. I went to L.A. and I met this girl and I won't say her name. She's like not. She's just like a. She was an open micer. Me and her were both open micers and she made friends with me at an open mic in L.A. and I was only there for like three days. And I was gonna do. Um, I was gonna go up on Tony Hinchcliffe's like show. Mm -hmm. That was my big plan. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have anywhere to stay and she like hung out with me. And she was like, oh, you can just, like, be with me. And she spent the whole day with me, and it was, like, really cute. And she, like, at night, she was like, do you want to see the beach? And, like, drove me to the beach. And we, like, Aww. sat in the sand together and, like, went into the water barefoot. And, like, we spent all day together. Adorable. Like, yeah. so, but I was so, like, oh, you don't fuck comics that I thought that she was just, like, being cool. But in retrospect, she very clearly was like, I like you. Aww. But I was, like, just autisming out completely, yeah. you know, just like, which I do all the time. Happens. And, uh, yeah, and now looking back, I'm like, my bad, my bad on that one. But, yeah, because <laughs> it was such a faux pas. So I came here, and I was like, oh, you guys sleep with each other? <laughs> Damn. And then you really do, though. You are all, everyone here in New York is really getting it. I mean, you guys are dating. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> like, very different situations. <laughs> I was, I was very careful to not yeah, date other comedians. Just yeah. I am so grateful to not have to worry about any of that. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, my God, it makes my life so much with. more simple. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad if I ever date some. I mean, I guess if I date someone, they'd have to be like hyper secure anyway, just sort of the nature of who I am. But not yeah. you, the most <laughs> jealous territorial girlfriend. But that's I because love it, I'm though. just like, eh, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> I, 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 here's the thing. I do like jealousy. Yeah. In a girl, a, a lot actually. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I maybe I'll just die alone. It's fine. <laughs> um. I mean, we just got out of a pandemic. Let's let's go see people in person. For yeah. A couple yeah. Of nights. Yeah. So are you, are you happy? So I guess things shut down pretty quickly because of COVID. Were things coming along? Was New York becoming what you wanted it to be? Shows every night? No. No? No, I was doing almost no shows, but I was hanging out with friends. And uh-huh. I was like, I had gotten, uh, I had made friends like this. The people at the stand knew me, so I was like allowed to go watch any show I wanted. And I was enjoying that. I just love comedy. I just want to be around it. So I was really enjoying, I was feeling like I was getting into the scene, but sure. I wasn't doing spots every night. I definitely... But I was making friends and I was like hanging out and people were getting to know me. And then I was getting respect from people that I'd never met. You know, they would just come up and be like, hey, you're a comic. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's so nice. Like recognition from your peers as a comic is so much better than. Have you ever met someone in the. And then they saw you again and didn't remember you because that seems really <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you, you got a very very no. memorable. That's I feel bad. There's like a lot of white guys where I'm like, dude, Yo, <laughs> you guys are all blending a lot into of one Patrick's dude. And Sean's Jesus, and Collins, there's one composite person. No, it's <laughs> exactly. tough. It is tough. And you feel bad. You're, like, you're so nice, but <laughs> there's no memorable thing for my brain. I'm yeah, I get stupid. Like, uh, yeah. No, I, Matt, you have a very distinctive face. I'm for, among comedians, yes. And in At general. a fraternity, no. You look like a cartoon character. Yeah, dude. What are you fucking talking <laughs> yeah, about? Shut up, a little, little Disney prince. <laughs> to, bla- to black people, I'm forgettable. How about that? I've had a yeah, lot of okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. That's a different yeah. thing. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, you are incredibly, yeah. You're like memorable. <laughs> Which well, is played guys. into your success for sure. I have a look for sure. I think. Yeah, it both, helps to be. We can both relate on. <laughs> You're I think, wrong. I think you and I connect on for, for how different our lives are. There, there are weird similarities between what we've both encountered absolutely yeah. yeah and it does help to to stand out i like, agree i'd rather be i'd rather be obnoxious looking the way i am than be generic even even if it creates some obstacles absolutely. i just like being memorable i like uh, chris cubis is it you know chris cubis by any chance no comic out of austin amazingly funny he's a larger black man with a big afro that i think is matted into kind of dreadlocks in the back yeah and he was just being like people remember me there you go. No one's gonna forget me. It's it's a look that you you just you, if there's a lineup of comics and you're like that one guy, they'll know who you're, they'll remember who you're talking about. There you there's go. No, yeah. But the thing about that is, it's a, it could be a double-edged sword. I've often had peers who are angry at me or don't like me be like, or people who just talk shit online be like, you're only popular because of your tattoos, whatever. And it's like, okay, sure. Let's just say that's true. Uh, even if I was popular because of them. People are remembering me because of them, but they're remembering that I'm good. If I was bad, I would be the shitty comic with face tattoos. Right. And people would remember that very well. Mm -hmm. Same thing with you. Like People would be like, oh, yeah, the fucking shitty Disney prince. Yeah, I remember (laughs) him. Unfunny Eric. Yeah. I have a story I didn't tell you. This happened in the last week. I was going to the cellar. I get off my bike, park my bike, and I'm walking – Kind of sweaty. I take off my helmet and I'm walking through Washington Square Park. And there's a guy kind of walking in lockstep with me, young, gay, black guy. He glances at me. He glances at me again. He glances at me a third time, which means he recognizes me. Yes. And he goes, uh, are you a comedian? I go, yeah, I am. He goes, you're the asshole white guy. There you go. <laughs> nice. 
You're like, like sure. I am. was like, uh, douchebag is the word I use, but cl- close enough. I, I I hope that's what you're referring to. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nope, in reference that to joke. my jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just in general. I mean, you're both like infuriatingly good looking. Oh, I showed you. who did I? Someone my oh my roommate. Was I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do the podcast tomorrow. He's like, oh, cool. And he goes, oh yeah. So his girlfriend's on that one. I go, yeah. And then he goes, what do they look like, or what does she look like? And you know, just you're a just herpes curious. commercial. Like a yeah, and, and I like, <laughs> I showed, I showed a picture of you, and he was like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. What, why these is people it? Y- die? <laughs> why On Reddit, they called me a generic Sims character, like the default one. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, they were mean to her on Reddit. They, they were very they didn't mean to think me. She was hot on Reddit. But which was um, wild. no, they didn't think I looked. But you guys like, who only jack off and never talk it, to it girls have critiques of her appearance. They wanted me. to look like a Victoria's Secret model and they were like no she's more like a generic you, Sims character and I was like honestly I kind of still take that <laughs> bitch you look exactly like a Victoria's Secret what like you literally look like one appreciate that and <laughs> like, I've got what? about 60 you know what you earned another diet <laughs> but it's just like I that is more silly <laughs> There are, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of generic-looking white women in comedy, but uh, it, we're getting there. We're we're finally making our mark, you know. Being, more being generic boring white is ladies. a privilege. Yeah, yeah, it helps. And ladies of other races too. More ladies in general. <laughs> true, true. That's the goal. It is cool. That's one thing about New York too. Is there's like two lady comics in Utah. Totally. You know what? I came here. And oh I was my like, god! Whoa! There's like more girls than guys on the lineup sometimes. Sometimes, it's yeah. Blowing my mind. There's, there's people in Utah with more wives than there are That's like my favorite part about going to other cities. Sometimes, like small cities, like you know, random yeah, places women. in Florida, is just being like, oh, I'm definitely one of the funniest ladies here at the minimum <laughs> like, hell yeah there aren't any that feels kick ass it does especially when you're like looking for those like little things like in the first couple of years i'm like oh like a small win i'm very competitive so i'm like ah nice like got that i was gonna say there's no i feel bad for comedians of color or from any kind of marginalized group because they'll never know how good it be feels to be the only straight white guy on a lineup <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you fly, you're like fuck yeah, I'm Whoa. good. good. Yeah, <laughs> but it does feel kind of fun to be like, oh, well, I will stand out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like a play. I can play this up totally. Yeah. And I'm not straight, and uh, but like still, it's people don't know that, and right. I don't uh, ever advertise it. Yeah, it's probably like the twentieth le- most interesting thing about you. Yeah, and also, it doesn't rank. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's credit. I didn't I, know that by the way. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's not a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. It, okay. It's also uh, I hate the wokeonomics. Very much. Like when mm. people try to monetize your yeah. the fact. Oh my god, that, like, that is the best term. Yeah. Did you come up with that or is that like I a thing? I don't know. I just think it's an internet thing. Wokeon- NFT I, that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wokeonomics is but yeah, I've had like I, I know a comic who literally had like kind of shunned me and then one day I was like, um my girl so I dated my ex was trans. Okay. Mm. And like she's a woman though. So mm-hmm. like still straight, still straight relationship actually. Was it right. marriage or your No, 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 oh, no. Just a girl I was dating. And, but like and then she found out and she was like, Oh, you dated trans person? And I was like, Yeah, not a th- big Yeah, I dated a woman. Like sure. okay and she was just of she's super woke, but she was like making it a thing. And I was like, This is the opposite of what anyone who's trans wants. Like Shut the fuck up. Right. And then and then she was like, what are you, like, bisexual? And I was like, yes, but that is not – I'm dating a woman. Right. And then but and then she was like, do you want to do my show? It, only after learning. And I was like, no. I don't want to do your gay show. Oh, my fuck God. Fuck your gay show. What if – I'll do That's, your show for funny people. How about that? 
That's so interesting. I hate that. I, it makes me furious. Yeah. So, yeah, I do not no, like I agree. That. When people are just like, oh, you can, I don't mind doing a show that showcases gay talent or, or showcases like people who are like marginalized or like, hey, this is our, all la- our only lady show. And that's like your shtick. Sure. But to be like, oh, yeah, my show is, is not about gay people, it's about who can't do the show. It's like, ah, gross. Right. I don't like that. Right. Because you're monetizing it. Right. By right. being like, oh, yeah, no men allowed or whatever. Yeah. Like, instead of going no men allowed, why don't we go, hey, look how funny these ladies are. What if we did that? I yeah. also think Celebrate it's just like the, yeah. trying to make the best fucking show for the audience. And one of the things when we book our show is we try to book people that are going to appeal to different groups. Mm-hmm. Or like, because you, you want as an audience member it's always fun hearing someone from someone you would identify with yes and this new york city there's people who are all sexualities of the spectrum and races and you know you can't just have only straight white guys up there and expect to get the breadth of human experience that's what people don't understand about doing those weird shows where it's like hey everyone's gay it's like that can be a great show but you're also like there's a lot of people who are like oh i don't that's not me you right. know, and so when you have like a just a diverse lineup based on who's funny, it it helps everyone to succeed. I no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and which is why we always just have like a mix. We try to. Yeah. It's it's hard sometimes. <laughs> my one other issue with wokeonomics, and I, I guess maybe I bite my tongue on this, but something I've observed is, um, people who who represent those groups will do comedy. I'll see very often that what they're doing is actually basing their whole act around it and in that doing that are relying heavily on stereotypes related to whatever that group is yes. oftentimes newer ones not the old tried ones but kind of like a fresher one but i don't see how that's so much better by just creating new stereotypes and i'm someone who relies a lot a lot on identity as, as white and jewish and cajun so uh, i mean fucking <laughs> what a wild kettle. combo but i did see a comic who i really really enjoy who is lesbian and do five minutes killing and then casually mention her girlfriend in a story about her and her girlfriend never said i'm lesbian here's a joke about being lesbian it was just part of it i was like that's the progress we want that it's not a special well, just like yeah it's just normal indifference yeah. is victory yeah good way of saying it yeah yeah, yeah that's what i always i mean uh, and i don't i do would watch never the simpsons s- what the simpsons do you ever watch the simpsons i love seasons three through 12 i don't know what episode it's from but there's a gay pride parade and they're, they're they're marching and they go we're here we're queer get used to it and lisa shouts we are and they go spoiled sport oh <laughs> that's a perfect yeah, exemplification that's good, of it. yeah that's it. Yeah. Indifference is victory. When I was, I mean, and I would never want to speak for trans people, especially be like, yeah, I dated a trans person for a couple months. So I'm an expert yeah. now, but like that's my the adopted idea. black son. Yeah. You want it to like you, the, you don't want to walk into a restaurant uh, as a trans person. And then people will be like, yeah, you're brave. Hell yeah. You want them to just not care. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so like indifference the is victory for, yeah. for women still like if they like, um, Rachel Feinstein and Jesse Kirsten did a show recently. They did a Q&A after, and they were talking about, like, you know, this next comedian's coming to the stage is a woman. Like, that yeah. kind of, like, announcement type thing. I think that's gotten a lot better, especially in New York and stuff like that. Um, but just having the fact that you are a woman being, like, what? 
what? Like, yeah. Holy shit. Like, we are 51% of people. Like, yeah, yeah. Most people. Yeah. Most people. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a double-edged sword. To, or not a double-edged sword, but that's like a – it just takes time. There's also a part where uh, you accidentally play into it. I do this as like a – because I play into like being white trash and being a hill person and stuff. And I'm very proud of being, you know, not poor, but like – you know, from the lower class and stuff, it's kind of yeah. like how you reclaim your pride after being humiliated as right. like a person who had no money and no, no prospects. And so like, I like that. I love like the culture of, of, you know, idiocy that goes along with it and all that stuff. And I, I've accidentally played into it by, I, I see women do that too, where they're like, look at me, I'm carrying my stuff. My, I fixed my own car. It's like, shut up. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. why don't you just fix your car and not post about it? Like you changed the world. Uh, yeah, we like, can do you it. You would love Jordan Jensen. <laughs> oh my God. Have you she's seen her? that embodied. Just this. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. She's like a, a carpenter and doesn't even make a big deal out of it. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I she, she came to my show the other day. She's like covered in sawdust. <laughs> you literally are. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> That's the thing I love about like gamer culture is now it's it's become a thing where most women aren't doing the like i'm a girl who plays games like they just simply do the thing right and they're good at it and there's nothing needs to be said you, yep. you don't have to be like oh my god a lady did it and then that also alternatively there's a lot of things where women want to emasculate men by being better than them because they want like revenge for feeling bad or whatever, and then that's, that's like why she started comedy. Yeah, that's incredibly <laughs> that's, true. that's incredibly <laughs> destructive and counter to your point, right? Right. Exactly. Because if you emasculate, no, it should just simply be like a, you know, I don't know, it, it shouldn't even be in the equation. Exactly. Yeah. Anymore? If I if I lose a video game to a woman and you want me to feel emasculated, you're always going to be then different. you're already you're taking always... the lower status position. Exactly. You're going to be othered always. Yeah. Because I I can't be emasculated if you're my equal. Right. So I, if anything, you should want to be my better to the point where if I lose to you, I'm like, fuck, how do I get, well, what did I do wrong? Can you talk to me about it? Like yeah, that's, yeah. you want to get to Just that peers. point. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. I see so many, I see that in comedy a lot where girls are just kind of like fucking ugh, like, and you're like, damn, you, 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 you don't want equality. You want revenge. <laughs> like I get it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, there's like, yeah. Now, if only you women comedians would stop canceling spots. Oh. <laughs> it's the one stereotype. It's uh, weirdly true, and I can't call it out. They cancel spots? Women are more likely to cancel way spots. More likely. Way no more way. I will argue they, that they just have more. They're, and this is also like very funny women who have a ton of options. You know, there's just not as many of them yet. You know, working on it. Yeah. But uh, it is kind of been a funny. It's, it's wild. Do you know? I how can't comment too much. I, I'll let her say it. Um, I know that I have a lot of subconscious sexism still because when you said that, I didn't. I didn't assume women would have like more prospects. It's like, oh yeah, they're you blow your pussy out or whatever happens. <laughs> <The> ladies, <laughs> and then you got can't come in. Oh, they were stuck shopping and yeah. you just got carried away. No, Sorry, generally, I, to be fair, it's generally because they got something bigger, like mm -hmm. that they Damn. have to do instead, like a corporate gig or some sort of something that requires. Late at the writing. It's job. not that they're not doing anything yeah, that yeah. night. It's which, that, which they got show. the writing job because they worked harder for the men than that writing job. So yeah, God. Exactly. women There's prepare more and they actually try harder story. and actually yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I was gonna say I feel like the future of stand up is men uh, probably being more popular online because online is still kind of a male, a little bit of a male space, and women dominating uh, writers' rooms in places where well, you'd think where that punctuality. Would 
uh, and preparedness, preparedness focus. and education matters. Women are educated more than men by like what seventy percent. Yeah, and you're like this year especially, women are like dominating college. Like men have just given up. We're just dying. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like we're just like we'll go fight the war on terror and like I guess the forever war is almost over. I don't know what guys are gonna do anymore. But <laughs> women are more educated because they spend more time listening to men explain. Things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pick up on a thing or two when you're just listening all the time. Well, I mean, just look at a woman's handwriting compared to a man's. Well, to be fair, my handwriting is the worst in the world. And mine's pretty good, and his is pretty good. Oh wow! I know. Look at you two go. Yeah, look at us. We're so What's progressive. Yeah. You have the, yeah. your I have a. Like it's, the, a it's a joke I'm working on. Okay. Well, I we'll forgot about that actually. Though. you're right that I is on my have, list you have to head to your your day pretty soon uh yeah. one, one question we, we asked this earlier but um what's your definition of making it now my definition of making it now that's a great question and i struggle with it all the time yeah. i <laughs> i like want legitimacy but i don't know what it looks like totally is it a writing job is it a tv show is it netflix yeah is it enough money that i can give my friends and family i grew up with uh you know money so that they get to do whatever they want I don't know. Yeah. I want all those things. Those sure. are my goals. My my cuz I reached my goals and I was like, "Oh, what do I do now?" Right now my goals like have enough money that literally all my friends and family I'm I just want to like, you know, buy them things and help them out and then I guess just be on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. I guess fame. Yeah. But I don't care about fame as much as like the legitimacy. Of what it represents and, like, you know, validation of how good you are. Is that kind of – Yeah. It's like if I was only popular in, like, comedic circles, that would be great. Sure. Like, I want other comics to respect me. I want the respect to people who like comedy. But I don't need, like, mainstream fame. But I feel like that comes with comedic success. Yeah, of course. You can't really get comedic success without – you know the other half of the equation which is the fans the uh the people sitting in the audience laughing exactly andrew schultz something uh he told me um actually he didn't tell me he told francis ellis and i was just eavesdropping but uh, (laughs) he says you need to actually write down your goals and write down your definition otherwise that carrot will keep dangling three feet in front of you because you have it tied to a stick good lord have i yeah he said he wrote it down write it down and keep it for later as soon as you can and um yeah, so you'll have some absolute metric that doesn't keep shifting, and huh. then you can reevaluate. But his his answer was really good. Forgive me if I'm misquoting you, Andrew, but he said he just wanted to be able to make funny shit without answering to other people. Nice. That's like a really good answer. Kind of production thing, which is what he's now achieved. Yeah. Yeah, he really does it. Yeah. Damn. Well, this has been. We knew this was going to be an interesting one, yeah. for sure. We're like, this is going to be great. Where can but people catch you? Yeah. Uh, social oh, media, coming dates. Yeah. So I'm Shay Dozer on everything. Uh, ShaneSmithComedy.com for dates. I don't remember them right now. I think June f- 6th, I'm in Atlantic City. And then after that, I'm in like Long Island and Washington, D.C. And I'm going to Alaska and all these other places. Ah! Yeah, you can go on my Alaska. website to find me. I'm going to be around. Uh, yeah, and then uh, twitch.tv slash shadozer if you want to watch me play video games or make fun of reality TV. That's what we do on yes. there. Yes. We'll so. have you on our show again soon because we'd love to. Well, you came to our last location, the one at Now and Then. Yeah. That was the last time you came. Whew. We have moved around since then. Is it better? It's better. Good. You don't have like the full-on DJ club thing happening? No, yeah, you came during that. That yeah, I was so loud. I was Jesus. Li- yeah, that was why we left. Yeah, the that. drag show is going on. I'm like, Truly how do we tell them to be quiet without I t- sounding transphobic? I literally yeah. kept running up and being like, "Please turn it down." And they were like, <laughs> and I was like, "But seriously, like, yeah." Uh, no, we're at Arrogant Swine now, which is like, and Micah. We have two locations, and it's 
it's really we'll have you up um oh i'd soon. love to yeah, yeah and yeah. i can put it in with uh, when we announce this that'll be great be a win-win awesome also yeah. you guys should come on my stream to play uh, we do uh gambling on on a mario party yes oh, we, that we, own, we own mario party we just don't have enough controllers so we, we play have, i have like six controllers uh, we play mario party oh okay we play mario party with the computers oh. nice. so you pick a character and then all four computers compete and then you bet on one and if you lose you, there's punishments Ooh. Like you have to let someone post on your social media, or or or, <laughs> or we all get in a group chat and take really bad photos, and the losers have to post their really bad photos. Amazing things like this. It's very fun. So in watching the PCs play the game, they're so bad at it. It's very <laughs> funny watching the Yoshi you picked just completely bomb every <laughs> mini game. You know, it's really funny. So yeah, that's a uh, that's my. That sounds my like a uh, We got a little while before the singularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mario Party betting. It's great. <laughs> Well, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, hope you meet the one <sighs> Good luck, on man. your date. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.